This program is intended for mature audiences. Parental discretion is advised. Saturday, 6 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, every Saturday. Check me out. Hey, thank you everybody for tuning into my show. Last week we was talking about, um, you know, topics of the black community, and um, we will touch on a few. So I came out and you know confessed something I never told anyone. And if you haven't heard the show, you can always go on all social medias. And listen to my podcast show. You, if you want to catch up and want to hear that show before you hear this show, because we this is a part two to that show, um, you could definitely just you know Google DT underscore unfiltered uncensored or just DT unfiltered uncensored, and you'll be able to pull up my shows on all streaming platforms. Or you guys have Alexa or Siri say, "Hey, hi Siri, I want to listen to DT's unfiltered uncensored," and it'll pull my show up. DTD. Okay. Um. <laughs> Last week I had my homeboy, my boy of many years, over twenty plus years, TK on the show. I had Miss Yaya, Jules, and I have I don't have uh, and Jules, Jules and Candy Girl on the show. So I want to welcome them all back. TK, welcome back to the show, man. Hey, what's up? What's up? Yeah, and the one, the only, the brown brown show. Yaya, welcome to the show. Hey, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <Excited>. <laughs> and the one, the only, my mommy, the one, Miss Jules. Hey, Daddy. Fabulous. Yeah, see, see what happens when you get your eyes fixed? Yeah, they come out the woodwork. They come out the woodwork. All right. And the one on that, I ain't going to flirt with her because I don't want her man to pull up on me and shoot me or anything. <laughs> so we'll just say, welcome to the show, Candy Girl. Hey, DC. <laughs> Real fast. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're about to get the show kicked out. I'm glad everybody tuned in to this show, uh, tuned in to listen to us. Because, you know, I got a great group of panel guests with me, and I'm, I love doing the show with them. They're probably my favorite uh, group so far, uh, actually. No, I have did a couple groups in the past, but this is my favorite group so far because we so diverse with our uh, comments and we hold us accountable and we don't blame the white man. So, um, so what we're gonna do first is um, we're gonna talk about something. Hold on, make sure this is set before I play this. Um, TD TD Jates made a comment at his one of his sermons oh, a couple weeks ago. And I want to bring it up. I want everybody to listen. Then we're going to chime in on it, okay? So, hold on. Let me bring it in. Then we'll go at it. Here you go, Mr. T.D. Jakes. You have the floor. To be men. And you are not applauded for your femininity. 
You are applauded in the contemporary society by how tough, rough, nasty, mean, aggressive, hateful, possessive you are, and you are climbing the corporate ladder, but we are losing our families. I know you can buy your own car. I know you can buy your own house, but until you create a need that I can pour into, I have no place in your life. So stop coming home bragging to me about how much you don't need me and wonder why I shy away. Okay, so so let me so 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 um let's start out, Miss Yeah, yeah. I want to get your opinion because I know you you felt like you had to say some standards. So let me yeah yeah. Let's start off with you. How did you feel about Mister TD Jakes? Hey, Harry. Based off of what I've just heard, I don't see anything wrong with what he just said. I feel like. Um, it's 100 of what he's saying because of the simple fact that the agenda of this world that's trying to keep us separated from having a family and being, I feel like we're stronger when we do have that counterpartner um, that supports us and help us. I'm not talking about what happened back in the day where women was taking care of their kids, the husbands was going out to work, they were doing whatever they want. And if I'm bringing a bread and butter home, this is what you're going to do. We are past that. We are beyond that. Women now are much more independent. Some of them way too independent to where they might not need a man. They may not. But to want a man for just being there for security and for to listen, I might be able to pay my mortgage, my car note and take vacations. But shoot, when you have another person that be able to help you with that, guess what? I can put that money into somewhere else and continue to grow and to continue to evolve. I think that women is okay for women to be strong to the point where it's like, uh-uh, baby boy, this is not the way it was back in the day. You want to cheat? You want to do your thing? You're going to do that over there. You're not going to do that over here. Uh-uh, you're not going to put your hands on me, and this is not what you're going to do. You're not going to disrespect me either. So the whole point of what I feel like he is saying is that I feel like they're trying to get to the women to, to make us feel like we don't need any man to be any part of our world. We can do this on our own. And that is that may be true, but it, we can be so much more when we do have that other person in our lives. And that's what we got to get back to. Um, you want to split the bills? You want to go 50-50 on the bills? Awesome. If that person's a man's man, and I say that because there's some men in my family that say, hey, I'm with my woman, and I pay all the bills. She can take the money, and we can go on vacations with that. We can go ahead and create a savings. Maybe we can make sure we have a six-month cushion to where we have to move somewhere that we can, mm -hmm. we can have that. But that is money that we can do something else with. This is what I am. And if you're not that person, that is okay because obviously if you went into a relationship with something, then obviously you, I hope that you guys communicated on how you think is going to be when it comes into the relationship. Y'all want to do, y'all want to split it down the middle, then awesome. Then do that. But as long as everybody's agree upon it. Going back to TDJs, I just feel like what he is trying to say is, is that as a man, I just want to know can I can I be a part of 
what we're trying to create together. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, I bought this house and I bought this thing and I bought what and I bought this food and you can get out because I don't need you. I don't, I'm trying to figure out where, like, we have created this whole thing where it's just like the whole disrespectful kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that goes both ways. I'm talking about women, women and men. Because the men had that 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 um, mentality for a long time, and women has gotten to the place where it's just like now I'm working for myself, I'm working hard, I'm saving my own money, I can pay my own bills. But why do we have to have that that control mentality of saying to people to the men, "Oh, I can do this, I can do that, and I don't need you," because that I feel like it breaks down that man, and yes. I, he understands yes. that you don't need him, but uh, to have that want for that man to be there and just say, "Baby." Listen, I know I can pay my own bills. I can cook my own food. I can pay my own car and put gas in it. However, I want you to be here because I know what kind of, um, I know that what you can put into this. I know what, what, um, how we can evolve better with, with not just one, but two of us. So I just feel like I don't I don't have nothing. I don't think there was anything wrong with what TGJ Bishop TGJ had to say about that. I do feel like there is a lot of truth in that because we have gotten so point got out of the whole family. Now, if you don't want a family, that is okay. If you want to be able to be by yourself and yeah, do what you yeah. do, that is okay. Yeah. But do not belittle and 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 stare away from a family because of what the the what they're trying to do to our our mentalities we do need our man and we do need that security and we do need that regardless if we can provide that for ourselves we do need that from our counter partner and we can be so much stronger when we have another person in the relationship to support us and we can support them and our family see that so that's just my take on that um like i said i i do understand what he's trying to say and we have gotten to the place that we constantly are, not all of us, just some of us, belittling our black men. And they want to be so much more into our lives rather than just just being in there and we're supporting them and they're doing whatever they want to do. No, you got to be that strong woman to say, hey, baby, I, I want you to be in this, but let's do this together. And, this is, and, and we should agree on how it's going to be. So that's just my take. You know what I was thinking about? I'm sorry. I'm going back to all the way back to slavery, right? It was a it was a guy that wrote a book. I can't rem- remember the guy's name. If you break up the p- family, you break up the unity. It was a book by this white guy. And so this guy, back in slavery, he broke up the family. So when you broke up the family, you broke up the unit. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You broke up the base. So I'm going I'm to take it back to, to, to that. I can't remember the guy's name, but it's a book out there by this white guy. And he passed it on to the masters about breaking up the family. So if you break up the family, you break up the base. Now, the woman is the base of the family. When the woman is happy, it brings the family together, right? Like, 
I don't know if you guys in a relationship. I know you married, yaya. So when you happy, the base is right, right? Right? So I know the woman is strong. We always been strong. Look at history, right? But at the same time, we need that man. At the same time, to make the unit, to make it strong, to make the base. I understand what TJ is saying. I, I agree 100%. So at the same time, I know we can. We can as women. We, we can do whatever. We can, we can make it happen. We can make it, we'll make it happen. Whatever we need to do, we'll make it happen. That's who we are. But at the end of the day, we still need a man. So if you need that man, you need to respect that man. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I think, right, it is vice versa. I think my, I, I, I'll bring it back to my mom and dad, my dad, right? My dad, he was who he was. He was the provider. He made things happen. But at the end of the day, it's about my mom. If my mom was the center, my dad did what he needed to do, and my mom was the base, it all revolved to what it needed to be. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you can go out there. You can, you can buy the house. You can buy the house. You can buy the other things. But at the end of the day, you still need that man. I don't care what she said. What you know? Yeah. She wants that man. She needs that man. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's about building. It's about being a unit. It's about being together. You know what I'm saying? So you got to respect that man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I can do all this, but at the end of the day, I still need to respect the man. That's all he wants. That's all he needs. So you know what, ladies? Yeah, you can say you can go out to buy the house, be the mortgage, and pay the bills. At the end of the day, you still need that man. You need that base. So respect that man and build together. I don't, I don't care. It's that. It's about building together. Go back. Go back. I look at my mom. Yeah, my dad provide, but at the end of the day, he needed my mom because she was the base. She took care of the kids. She took care of the house. She took care of the, house, took care of the finances. He brought in the money, but she took care of all the finances and stuff. It's about being a unit, about being together. Everybody has their part. I think we forgot our part. It's, it's, it's about being together, having your part, having his part. We could be strong together. And relieving the stresses of the world. That's what I feel like. I feel like when you have two people in, it just relieves a lot of the stress because we can try to say that, oh, we're not stressed out. We're making all this money. We're doing so great. But there is inevitable to avoid issues and stress and problems and things like that. And I think that, that if you have the right counterpartner, that they will help you relieve that stress. At the end of the day, it's about building together. Building together. I don't care. You can, you, you, yeah, you can do it by yourself, but at the end of the day, you need that counterpart to build together. It's a balance. It's a balance. I don't care what anybody says. It's a balance. That's all I got to say. This is Yaya. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I need my man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I need him. I don't care what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, even now. I am in a better, I'm not going to lie to you, I am, they don't kill me. I am in a better financial position than my man, but I don't make him feel any less. Say it again. Of a man. Say it again. And I still need him, and he still do what he has to do. Yes, sir. To, get, to, to provide for me. I don't throw my, my, even if I know I can do it, he still go do it. Say it again, Candy. Say it again. Say it again. Me down because I am. He motivates me and pick me up to go and do more and do better, and I do the same for him. Candy, can you say it again, please? We can both. He could be dead, dog tired. He could do whatever because he out there doing what he got to do, and I could be dead, dog tired. But guess what? I'm gonna get up and make it so. But uh, uh-uh, sit down. I get my feet rubbed. I get my back. How would you date? It's just a lot. I don't care if I, if I make six figures and my man only made fifty. I don't care. I'm still gonna respect my man and I need my man. Say it again. Wait a minute. Say it again, Candy. I'm still gonna respect my man and I need my man. <laughs> Thank you. And when we argue and fight and stuff like that, and it's one time that we had an argument and I was just joking about it. That nigga told me I ain't even here. He said I go to the motherfucking couch for the moment, just when you cool down. But I'm getting my ass in that goddamn bed. <laughs> so it's just crazy. It's just like I, I will never tell my man, oh, this is my food and stuff, you can leave. Uh-uh. Cause I'm gonna be like Martin when Martin told Jeannie, you could go step. And when Jeannie love, Jeannie, Jeannie, that's gonna be me. Bye, baby, I'm just playing. <laughs> I know I'm talking shit. But as soon as he pack his stuff and go out that door, I'm running behind him. I'm just no. <laughs> but yeah, but I understand where he's going because it is starting to happen like that. Mm-hmm. It's been it, it is happening. And, but it's like I don't want the women to go back and feel like they have to dis- the disrespect and things like that. Amen. Uh, you because it is back in the day. A man feel like if I'm making the money and the bread, he can do whatever he, he, want. do whatever he want. So it's just like I'm not doing it with that. Now, you had, y'all, y'all, you mentioned something about the 50 50 things and That's stuff like that and what they want to do. My back is against the wall on that. The only reason why. And here is why. My son has a friend. Their parents going through something like going through something. And, you know, everybody said, oh, a man's supposed to take care of do this. And well, we're not a woman supposed to be, you know, S, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. These are my kids. It's my house. I'm a woman. You know, I'm going to take care of my woman. Okay, cool. Divorce time come. Guess what? Guess who got to kick out shit ton of alimony and child support because of the lifestyle he sustained for her to live? Exactly. Him. Yeah. And he kicking out all that money while she's with another goddamn man. Mm. 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 So. I got something to tell on that. She's getting out while she's with another man. Mm. And now guess what? That other man and her living off of his money. Mm. And ain't shit he could do about it. And nothing he can. You, and you absolutely right. Now, I have somebody else on the other side that did the whole 50-50 thing. And it's like a safety net. It wasn't because of he's not man enough. It wasn't he could do it or not. It was something his mama told him, he said, to always be careful. You know, so they did that 50-50 thing. Now, in the middle of their divorce, guess what? What? He don't have to pay her. But he, give her, he pay his child support, which he don't mind. and He don't care. That's my child. But he don't have to pay that spouse for her. Why? She fussing why she want to get the money. 
it was 50-50. You, you could take care of yourself. So since everything was 50-50, you know, you was able, you was willing, you were, and you was able to take care. And I don't know whatever the judge decided, but the judge decided since it was already 50-50, you want him to pay 100. Why? Because you already was paying what? You already was paying your 50. You already proven that you could take care of yourself with or without him when you pay that 50-50. I've never been married, and, and I've never been in divorce court either, but it is crazy how these two situations, one is different, one pay 100% and one pay 50-50, how it goes and how it works. Right. Which is um, it's just mind-boggling. Like, even with 50-50, okay, you move on, and I, I, don't just, I, just, don't, I just don't understand. Even when women paying 100%, if that man paying 100% and y'all, your money should be stacked high as hell. When you walk away, you shouldn't need shit from that goddamn man. Most women don't think that most women don't. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I know. Say it again. What? What? Your woman, your money should be stacked high. Nobody's thinking about getting divorced, though. You know what I'm saying? So you know, nobody's thinking. It don't matter about a divorce. It don't matter if something happens to your husband. She got her money stacked. Her money stacked. So anything can happen because anything can happen to you. Your job laid off, sick, kids, anything. Let 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 me let me jump in on that real quick because. We got to we go with we'll the jump on in. We, we got we got to cut some of these <laughs> cut this short a little because we got like six seven topics more to talk about. And I want to fit everything in, so we got to cut the com uh, like limited the time. But um, I and I think I when me and TK had a conversation about this. I don't believe a man paying a hundred percent of everything at home. I ne I don't believe in that at all. I never believe in that. I feel and, like and the woman's working, right? Yes, yes. If the woman right now she's she's home taking it, of course. But I feel like it should be a 50-50. I think it should be split because y'all both take care of each other. I hate this that, oh, a man should pay for the mortgage. And I hear these women tell me, I ain't dating no man if he or marry no man if he ain't going to pay all the bills and how. And no, because the thing I look at, like, I see a lot of situations, what you just spoke of. Women are stacking their money. They working and they putting everything in account. And that man come home, he pay for everything. And then it goes bad. And you know, you're not wishing for a divorce, but if it goes to a divorce, guess what? She got all her damn money. Then you still got to pay her spouse, because guess what? Like you said, mm -hmm. the judge is going to come back and say, oh, she was living that lifestyle for like 10 years. Well, she need to live that lifestyle for another five to six more years. Mm -hmm. And you're going to pay her and you're going to yep. take her. And she's still going to have her money. And she's going to be looking like, I got your money, fool. And I got my own money. Mm -hmm. So she, you gonna be, she going to still be chilling. So all no these like people, and I hope people listen to me. I hope y'all listen. I don't give a fuck what y'all think or how y'all <laughs> feel about me. I don't really give a fuck. I feel like a man should pay 50, a woman should pay 50 if they both work in the household. Yeah. Damn that man paying every single bill. And every I woman agree. who disagree with me, I don't like that. Y'all can all kiss my ass. And all the men who disagree with me, y'all can kiss my ass as well. Because I'm just being honest with you. Because I'm very passionate about that because yeah, when y'all do this, y'all pay for everything, and then you gotta pay a fucking alimony. Your ass is the main one out here complaining. Damn, that bitch taking all my goddamn money. <laughs> damn, that bitch taking everything. Fuck her. But your ass was the one saying, yeah, you know what, baby, you don't have to pay no bill. But you know, you gonna make that eighty thousand a year. You making you put that. You gonna shop. You gonna shop and go spend on yourself. Yeah. Now she's about to go still shopping. But guess who paying for that new house? Guess who paying for those bills? And guess who paying yeah. for the other dude laying up in bed with her? She's like, you want to go to Red Lobster yeah. tonight? Say, I just got the money from my ex. Let's go. And you paying for that. So stop being fools. Stop being a fool and sitting here. Unless you got some kind of agreement saying that, hey, if I pay everything, if we ever get a divorce, we're going to have a, get a, a binding agreement that, um, you'll go get a job and you go on uh, take that. I mean, if she got a job, 
you go take care of them. I'm not paying alimony. Yeah, unless you got some kind of agree, agreement like that. But I just don't believe. Now, I even, I even go as far as saying 75, 25. I do that. But I don't believe in a full 100%. I don't, mm-hmm. and I I would never do that. I even do that when I was married. I'm not doing if I get remarried. If a woman ever moving, I date her, moving with me. We're not. It, it gonna be like that. She paying some bills in that house. Even if I pay the rent and she pay all the utilities, I'm good with that. But it ain't gonna be paying the rent, paying the utility, going to fill up the refrigerator, putting gas on her car, paying her car payment, paying the cell phone bill, paying the um <laughs> light phone light bill, paying the car payment, paying every no, paying her credit card bill. I'll be down. And I do not, and and I'm dro- not mad at him. And I'll drop the mic on that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I am not mad at him because I'm not going to lie. Today's women and the way how they, the, the today's women and the way they raising their daughters and the way they coming up, I be motherfucker. Damn, I'm that mother. You go come toe to toe with me. My son go tell your ass, get the motherfucking stepping. Because when it comes to mine, how he's thinking, mm-hmm. that's how I am. Oh, hell no. I never thought about the business side. Hell like, no. I never even thought Is that you that. have no. to. And see, man, you had that conversation. I was like, I, we, I go, know, we will talk. Like I, didn't, I didn't like 50 50, but you giving me a whole different angle of it now. Yeah. You I have to. I didn't think about that. Well, you know, there's people, like like I said, in my family who I would I would just talk to them, and they was like, well, I'm a, they call it a man's man, and they pay all the bills and stuff like that. But there is somebody in my family where it's like, listen, I pay for all the bills and stuff like that. But my wife makes sure that if we got to go on vacation, she got it. If we have to have groceries in the house, she got it. So there's a certain understanding. And there's a couple of my people, and they're older. They're in their 50s and 60s and stuff like that where they have, they that, that's how they were raised. They take care of the household. They make sure the wife is good and everything. However... If I ask for something or I need something or the tires need to be fixed or we want to go on vacation, you got it. You should have it because you're working. So what are you doing with your money? Because I'm paying my money for the bills. I was not like that. Um, Like me and my husband, we do the whole 50-50 thing, and I'm okay with that. And I think to be in the beginning bit is because I made, I made more money than him. So I, in my mentality, thought it was just only fair to do 50-50 because I wanted him to have some money too. I didn't want him to be penny pinching and yep. saving and all this stuff, yep. whatever. I wanted him to be able to save money too. I wanted him to be able to buy something for himself. He wanted extra stuff because he damn bougie expensive as hell. So I wanted him to be able to have money to buy something for himself as well instead of looking to me like, well, hey, homie, you make all this money. Can you give me this? But we pay 50 So I kind of wish that I... I didn't set it up like that. I really kind of wish I we set it up to where he paid the mortgage and stuff, and I'll take care of utilities. I'll take care of these things. But it is what it is. I mean, I'm still making really good money and stuff like that, whatever. And so I can do that. So I don't worry about that. I just All I care about in my relationship is that um, he pays the, his bills, his side of the bills, but as well as he's able to do something for himself as well. Mm-hmm. That's just really me. Everybody yeah, don't have to agree on that. Yes. I, everybody don't have to agree on that and stuff like that, and that is okay. Um, I know friends that they their man pays all the bills, and I love that. I love it for them. I love that for me too. But in reality, I feel like this, I don't have to have that because I can pay my bills, and I can do what I need to do for myself, and I just want him to be able to be able to save. I want him to be able to buy something for himself, and I want him to be able to take my behind out to eat, too, sometimes or whatever and stuff. So, 
So listen, I don't mind it. So that, but that's just me. Let me say this real quick, and we got to move on. Cause like I said, we got a bunch of more topics to hit on. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of women who are here who say that you see them talking about, oh, a man go. If I'm married, man, he gonna pay all the bills. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think 80, 90% of women still paying half the bills at home. They just lying. They just put it on the show for you. I, but they, yes, I agree. They paying the I, bills yep, and stuff like I that. Mm-hmm. And they see too much on so They watch too much basketball wives and yeah, shit like I this agree. and these women. Like, that's why they be looking at that, like all these bougie women and stuff like that. Like, how the hell for they even married to a damn basketball player, but they got basketball wives and stuff. So all this, I, I want to live like that. And they need yeah. the shows for the money because, honey, yeah. they, that's, the, that's the only way they get in. Their money because some of the basketball players ain't paying down child support nope. on, on right now. But they 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 talking about basketball. You ain't no basketball while you was a basketball hoe. Uh, um, next, next come next next topic. Ooh. This is something. <laughs> this is something that always bothered me. Why are black folks scared to get life insurance? I have ran into so many black people. I'm not getting life insurance. I ain't no. I I'm against it. I'm against that. I, I was I was always I was like you know. <laughs> I had so many. I, I, they I don't won't get think about it. Dying, man. And I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. I, I sell life insurance. Yeah. I work at. I used to and, sell it. And majority, eighty percent of my clients who have life insurance are white. They taking care of their family. I have some blacks, and every time I try to sell them, I play. Well, what you just said. I ain't think about dying. Uh, I'm not dying right now. What? Well, because you look. You got to realize. First of all, you're young, so it's gonna be uh, cheap. It's gonna be affordable. If you get a 30-year policy term or something like that, at least it's cheap and it lasts 30 years. Or you get a whole life policy, you get it while you're young and don't wait till you get old. And I run into so many black I, I had to educate them. I said, you're not thinking of death. You're thinking of what could happen. If you got kids. You got three kids. What if something happened to you tomorrow mm-hmm. and you have no life insurance? Guess what's going to happen to those kids? They're going to struggle. They're going to get put with some family member, of course. Somebody's going to take care of them if you're a single parent. They go have, nobody's going to have money to take care of them because the fact is that you didn't have money. Now, and they people got to get a down GoFundMe to pay for your damn funeral, which I'm tired of saying people get GoFundMe. This lets me know that y'all not getting life insurance. My whole family, from my dad, my mom, my son, my brother, his, his wife, his um, fiance. Their kids, my everybody, we all have life insurance. I made sure of that. We need life insurance. I try to tell everybody to get life insurance. It's like a card in a sand. Like it's a oh no, don't talk about life insurance. I ain't dying. It's not about dying. I don't. I'm. I, I don't want to die. I'm not thinking about that. But I'm thinking about like if something happened, I want to make sure my son's taken care of. I want to make sure schools pay for it, something like that. He able to get started. That's what's the purpose of life insurance. If something happened, but I'm I'm praying that because in my family, we live to live to be 80, 90 years old. Everybody in my family. Both sides of the family. So that, that's a good thing. I'm hoping I'm able to live at that age. But if I'm not and I die early, something happens, I want him taken care of. And I want nobody to have to struggle to take care of my services. So I just want to ask y'all, why do y'all feel like black folks are scared to get life insurance? Well, I'm going to go first. Um, I can't speak for everyone else, but I can speak for myself. Um, I wasn't educated on life insurance. So I had no knowledge. It was like life insurance. It was just in the community. It was just saying they're just trying to get your money. That's the way of them trying to get your money and things like that. So I never got the proper education when it came to life insurance. So as I got older and I got kids, and when I got the proper education, the term about life insurance, what it means, what it could do for you, and different things like that, then I got it. So I wasn't scared. It was just from what I was told 
about people just their job, the salesmen, they're trying to get your money, you know, things like that. So again, like I said, I was educated on the importance of life insurance. And I was one of the people trying to sell you life insurance too. Yep, he was. I never got to sell. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Exactly. And it wasn't, he, I he never got to sell that too. And then I didn't have it because I was depending on everybody. Like, mama, oh, you got it. We got it on you. Okay, but y'all got it on me. But what? that's for y'all. So that's, again, what a point is, that's why I didn't have it. Because I'm like, I don't need it, mom. You know, I have my mom have it. And then, you know, it's his people have it. So when I was talking to somebody else, they was like, so why you don't have it? I said, could they have it? I said, what they got to do with you? He said, because something happened to you. They getting that damn money. That's for them. Not my your kid. Exactly. Not your kids. And I said, my kids, why his mama, why you don't have it? Because that's for her. To bury her son and rest if whatever she wants to take care of his kids. She can't be not. Oh, y'all both need something for your children. So again, education. I didn't know that. I was being educated with it. So I can like I said, I can't speak for everybody else. But that's why I was spoken for for me. And again, around me, they was talking, salesmen, you know, they're trying to get your money or they didn't have it because it was just times. I remember it was a life insurance man. My aunt, back in the days, he t- it was number $12 a month. And trying to, you know, when they start asking about your history and stuff with your family and things like that, it's not that they expected for you to die. It's just that the unexpected. Mm-hmm. So, Well, you know, when it came to life insurance, because I've been a banker for 18 years, and when it came to life insurance, even though I didn't sell it, you know, people who I knew sell it, it was like they don't they didn't think about it at that time. You know what a person has said to me, one of my clients, they literally said to me, Well shit, I'll be dead. They don't figure that out. Some people don't give a damn. I had people tell me that. Yeah, they don't get they don't care. And that is so sad because you know, you're going, that's, I understand that. But the thing about it is, what about your family? What about the stresses of them trying to find money because you didn't have life insurance to take care of? Even if you wanted to be cremated, that's still taken out of somebody's pocket. So right. my whole thing is, I used to try to, even though I didn't sell it and I was trying to refer it to my friends, it was just to the point where I guess it just has to be a totally different approach of saying, hey, I know you think we're just trying to take your money. Hey, but what if something happens to where everybody's looking to you to pay for somebody's funeral? How would that make you feel? Do you even care? So I think it's like almost like the questions of, um, you know, hey, I know you don't have, I know you don't care because you're going to be dead and somebody else can take care of it. Oh, I don't care what the hell they do with my ashes and stuff. The point is you got to get to ashes and they got to pay for that. And they got to put that away. So it's just really important to educate, like Candy Girl said, just really educating. But I think sometimes we have to do a different approach when it comes to our black community, unfortunately, and let them and, and change it to a, to the point where they're the ones taking care of funeral. How would it make them feel? How would they get that money to pay for somebody they really love um, because they buried and stuff like that and, and they didn't have life insurance and stuff. So it's just kind of finding a different approach on how to approach the black community on how important it is to have um, life insurance and stuff. So, And then, you know, one thing I'm going to say, then we can move on because like I said, we got so much to talk about. It's a lot of people who will get life insurance on themselves but won't get it on their kids because they're talking about they're putting saying death on their kids. No, it's not. But if something happens to your kid, 
it's the same as something happened to you. Yeah. You got to pay for that funeral or whatever. That's a lot of money come out your pocket. Mm-hmm. That's why I got life insurance on my son right now because I, I'm not hoping he nothing gonna happen. I'm not wishing death on. But if something did happen, that's a lot of money you got to come out of your pocket to do everything. And people don't realize they just think, oh, you think about death. You're not thinking about death. You're not saying you're not wishing it. It's just you're trying to be prepared in case something happens. But we look at every day. It's a kid getting killed on something, getting a gunshot, yeah. or in with the wrong. Then all of a sudden they say, if you want to donate money to the GoFundMe, that's a, but right when they end the thing, uh, here's the information. And it's like, so we're going to continue to just go to do GoFundMe. Then GoFundMe people making a killing because they get a percentage. So they making a killing. They're like, oh, I. Huh? They're making a percentage off that. And they, they make kill. They say, I'm, they, they probably don't want you to get life insurance. They're like, yeah, no, nah, I don't get life insurance because they're paying their mom bill, their mortgage for their people because they're making a killing. So it's just like, educate yourself. Get life insurance on yourself. Get life insurance on your kids. Make sure everybody in your family is taken care of because unless you got a good ten to 15000 to throw away, I mean, not throw away, but invest in that, that you that you could be saving for something else, but now you got to use it for this because you didn't want to get life. You didn't want to pay that $15, $20, $30 a month on life insurance. You'd rather go. So now, or if you don't got it, guess what? You got to go um, refinance your home. If you got a home, um, you got to bet for money. You got to do a GoFundMe. So just invest that few dollars. It's, it's not that much to protect your household. And even if you don't want to support anybody else in your family and stuff like that, you're just like, listen, just at least get enough to bury your damn self. I mean, goddamn, at least think of people enough to say, you know what, maybe I just need to get at least enough to be able to bury myself, even if you don't care to leave money behind to help um the people in your family and stuff like that, but at least being able to care enough about them not stressing over how they're going to bury you. So Right. And by the way, anybody listening, you can stay to Georgia. I do sell life insurance. So you can always um, hit DT up on um, Instagram, and we could get you a quote. You need to get taken care of. If you're in Georgia, check me out. Okay, so. Huh? Can you send me both? American Family Insurance. Yeah. Yeah. It's American Family. I'm a captain. I do, well, we'll talk off here on that. Um, <laughs> okay, so this topic is probably going to take a little bit, so I hate to go bring this up. It is a statement in the fam- black household that there is no father present. It has been this issue for many years that, and it's always a stereotype, it's always a joke made about that you ain't got no daddy, your dad not there, and People make a joke about it. They make songs about it. You got people out here who's half-assing the job as a dad, not taking care of their kids. Um, future, get cannon. Um, be honest. Um, deadbeats. I ain't gonna say Nick Cannon deadbeat, but I'm definitely gonna say future deadbeat. Hey, um, hey, hey. No, he, no, he's a deadbeat. You got he, no. You got Russell Wilson taking care of his damn son. Fuck Russell Wilson is not taking care of his son. <laughs> yeah, he, he take care of his son. He's not taking care of his son. Okay, Sierra's taking care of, but still, regardless, you Sierra's go- not only taking care of his son okay. either. Whatever, but um. <laughs> oh wow. How what what? 
why do you think it's such an issue in the black community with fathers being present in their home? Because it feel like it feel like it's 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 a it's a, it's the norm now. It's not it's not it's it's like it's normal. It's like it's <laughs> you know what? It's a lot of fathers out there taking care of their kids, but you hear so much about the ones that not. You know what I'm saying? There are dads out there taking care of their sons. Black men are taking care of sons. But because of the media, you only hear about the ones that not. Okay? So take a point. Um, I have two sons. One is uh, 28. He's taking care of his uh, three kids. Got one on the way. I got one that's... Um, 32, 33, 33, just got a divorce. He's taking care of his daughter. So think about it. In the media, all you hear about the black man that's not taking care of his son. Why is that? There's many men out there that's black that taking care of their children, but you don't hear about it. Why? That's what you need to talk about, DT. Why? Why we not hear about these men? There's many men out there taking care of their children. Because they make it look good. It's a positive thing. They don't want to be positive. There you go. There you go. So we can't, we can't even talk about this. We can't even talk about this because there are men. Let's talk about the men that are. Let's, let's find out who are taking care of their children. I don't want to hear about the ones that they say they're not. That's the media. I don't want to hear about what the media said. I want to hear about what is happening. I want to hear about what we, we are doing. So I'm, I don't have anything else to say about it. I'll take care of my kids. Anybody want to chime in? You want to leave the subject alone? You want to move on? Oh, we don't have to leave it alone. We um, can move on. I mean. I, I agree to what she um says. And you're right. Nobody want to see the positive about it. Um, It's many reasons why fathers are not. Just because the father is not present in the home, that doesn't mean the father not present in the child's life. Thank you. Thank you. Excuse me? Okay, we could go there if you want to, but we're not going to go there. But it is true. Just because the father is not present in the home, that doesn't mean he's not present in the kid's life. Thank you. So, you want to talk about Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon is going to regret it later of what he's doing. Okay? So, you can go to we can talk about future. We could go there for a little bit. Oh, we don't got to touch on that. I may okay, but no, because it, it, it talks about for what you're going through. I may work with him in the future, so we're going to talk about so, No, no <laughs> it, it goes by the look. Okay, he has multiple baby mamas and multiple women. When you add that status, status of caliber, like him and Sierra Russell, it's a legal thing of why he can't promote and do certain things with baby future. So he's in his son's life, but when you bring the white man, what we talked about on another show, and other people and legal stuff, you're letting the court system tell you how can you be in your child life and what you can and cannot do. So, if anybody follows him on social media, you will see now that he don't post none of his kids anymore because one of them had an issue with it and saying he treated it was a battle between who treat what and he don't treat them no differently. So guess what? He don't post enough. So since people don't see him posting his kids anymore, oh, he not in their life. Yes, he is. So when it comes to even other men, I'm sorry, women. Uh, you might get mad, upset with me, 
But some women chooses to have multiple kids with multiple women, and some of the men don't deserve to be a father. And you knew that from the jump because he didn't deserve to be the man. He wasn't a man. He wasn't a man. You already knew what it was. And sometimes with some women, you already know that man background and how he is and how he was raised. So what makes you think not all men come out of that differently? They continue being what they My daddy wasn't shit. He wasn't in my life. He wasn't this. He done that. Fuck that nigga. And he become the same way. Some men be like, I'm never going to end up like that. I'm going to always be in my kid. Like, I'm going to always be. It's just a roll of the dice if you're going to get that man. So even before you lay down, I don't understand why women lay down with men anyway, and you don't see that potential. Mm. And I mean, it just, I don't know. Mm. That's why they had the song called Papa Was a Rolling Stone. Maybe <gasps> he laid his hat, was his home. Oh, you going yes. back too far. Yes. I mean, it's just crazy because I don't understand. And it's in the society and community, and they are trying to break up because what she said, the base, the unity, you have to break up the family. And that's what they're doing when it comes to black fathers. Yep, yep. But also, I'm going to bring it back to this. We make movies like this. Yep. Black movies produced by black people that directed by black directors that we're showing a fatherless home with just a mom because, mm-hmm. oh, this is reality. Yeah. That's reality for not, some people. Not all, not all yeah. people. Yeah, that's for some Go people. Ahead. Not mm-hmm. all people. Majority of black households, and I could probably look this up, is a two-parent household. Yes. Yep. Yes. And, th- and th- yes. then we also we got to remember, we still are considered a minority in this country mm-hmm. because there's still right more car- white people in this country than us. And it's about to be in another 10, 15 years more Hispanics than any other yeah. demographic. Right. Yep. So, and it's a lot of single-parent white households. But they don't show up that. Of course At not. All. Nope. Of course not. Like it's a lot more mm-hmm. white people on welfare and um food. Talk it, talk it, talk it. Yes, yes. And more white people on food town with yes. everything than yes. black folks. Can I get yes. a button? That's yes. why it has not been just hit the table, girl. That's why it has not been taken away. From America, yes, because it's more of them on it than us. Yeah. Now, if we outnumber them, oh, that shit would have been taken away long. We it wouldn't be no food sign, wouldn't no be nothing. no wig, it would be none of that. No, but, nothing. See, we don't hear that because they just want to spotlight the black community, Always. make us look. Say bad. what now? They Say. want to spotlight the black community and make us look bad. But when we go to the trailer park, you don't see no damn black folks in no damn trailer park. Who is in trailer park? White trash. Thank you. You do, because, uh, listen, I have four kids, and like I said, just because the father's not in the house, that means he's not present. We're not together. He's not in that house, but he yeah. make his presence known. Yeah. If I need him a call that forefront, it don't matter. He's at that damn door. He's present in his kid's life. Just because we moved on and have our separate lives, our relationship didn't work, but our, our parenting is on 100. <laughs> when he's the... The disappointment, it just don't go, oh, my God. Baby daddy, I'm just going to say, you're never taking the kids to a dentist appointment again. 
And you know what I, I want to so say? I was embarrassed. They, y'all had said this earlier too. It's like just to talk about my husband who didn't have his father in his life. His father didn't live that far from him. Um, growing up, is that he chose to be a different way. Yes. And he went to every doctor's appointment that I went to with both my kids, and 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 is still there to this day. I mean, we're married, but to, to this day with his kids even though his father was not in his life. And so it's really up to that man, not because, oh, my father was in my life, so what do I need to give a shit about the child for and stuff like that, because that's your seed. And you want to make sure that he grew up to know that, wow, even though his father was in his exactly. life, I was in, he was in mine. And so people just have to make that. They just, have, they just got the, sometimes it's their own mentality um second is the people they hang around with oh nigga it's better to go over here and stuff like that you just what the hell you need to go over there for come and hang out with us and stuff like that instead of being with your children and stuff but it's the mentality of that person is the yeah. people that he have around them is how and, and i can't always say is how you are raised because really if you really have that strong ability to say you know what this is how it made me feel when I didn't have a father in my life. Why would I want my seed to feel the same way I felt when I was growing up? It's, I feel like it's just really all about their particular mentality and stuff like that. And I, I feel like some of it is an excuse because I can say that my husband um, didn't have that father figure in his life. He did have a stepfather, but his stepfather died too when he was young. And so guess what? He see his, saw his mom working hard. Um, morning and night to make sure that she they had a roof over their head, food in their mouth, and she is one of the best grandmoms in the world. And the thing about it is, is that he didn't take that as, oh, my father wasn't in my life, so what the hell I need to be in my kid's father, kid's life for? But he changed that whole mentality, and he broke the um chains of that. So, mm -hmm. CK, CK, you want anything you want to say on this? We move on. No. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Okay. You got kids. Yeah, yeah. How many kids? You got boys. How old are your boys? Twenty and twelve. Twenty and twelve. Okay. So, what are you? Um, he he want to move on. He want to move. On. <laughs> Let him move on. Let him move on. Let him move. We can move on. Because we, yeah. Um. Next topic: lack of diversity in the um business, the black community. Um, and when I say lack of diversity. I mean it in a way as it's. I would say like how I said in my la last week when I talked about schools, like it's a lack of diversity in schools. Like if one school is all white, one school is all black, you rarely have a school where it's mixed. And I feel like. Some communities is a lack of diversity because they feel like we are put pushed to a certain area, like they want to push us out. Mm -hmm. Like right now in the city, you if you go to Atlanta before like fifteen twenty years ago, it, it was, was all, all black. black. Now you go to the city, it is white. Like when my mom, like literally in my mom neighborhood, is white people live on the neighborhood. I never thought in my life I ever see white people live on. Cause when my grandfather grew up, at, he's still in the same house they grew up as kids. He had that house since 1959. He had the same house. My mom, they been there, no, 19, 1960 something. But they still have the same house. It's, up, it's updated and everything. But it's in a black community. And I feel like 
it's a lack of diversity in community, work, school. And I feel like sometimes I feel like we're not doing enough to make it more diverse because we're comfortable in the areas we are. Instead of saying, like, I get people like, I have family members talk, oh, you moved to the white folks area when I moved to Buford. Hmm. No, I didn't move to white folks area. I moved because I liked the area. I thought it was a good area to be in, and I liked the demographic. And it wasn't it wasn't all white. It was because when the school my son went to, it wasn't completely white. It was white, but it was it was from black. It was Hispanic. It was Asian. And I think sometimes we get too comfortable in our area to try to expand and move out and try something different instead of fix, fix, fitting into what's normal. We're scared to take the opportunity to go in a different direction. And I want y'all to take on the lack of diversity in anything. You want to talk about employment, community, schools. How do y'all feel about that when it comes to, I know everybody want to stick with their, who they grew up around, but trying to blend everything. How do y'all feel about that? Well, I was going to say, I was just talking to my, um, my homeboy about this. Um, it's the reason why I kind of moved to Texas. I kind of that's what I like about Texas because I felt like Texas was a lot, lot more diverse um, than Atlanta. Like I didn't grow up around, you know, I ain't grew up around white people. Um, grew up in an all black school. Um, hell, I don't think I really had any interactions with white people until I became an adult um, and started working. So, um, so I definitely think we need uh, need more of that and. I just, you know, I wanted I wanted something different. Just growing up in Atlanta, I'm just surrounded by black people in which like I said, I love Atlanta, but it's I mean it's it's, it's you know, it's just <laughs> it's all of us. You know, all I see is us when we go out, when I go out to different places, you know, I like seeing I like being in being in a more diverse crowd. I like seeing um Atlanta so it seems Atlanta seems like it's so integrated. You know, you got black you got places where it's just all black. You got white people hang out with white people, black people hang out with black people. It's not like um, uh, I like can go out in Texas and everybody's so blended together. We everybody's partying together, um, and then in Atlanta, it's just it's everything's so integrated. So um, I definitely think that you know um, we need more diversity, or people need to be more be open to um, going to a more diverse area. Um, I agree with what um, Mike said because I didn't get diverse until I moved to Georgia and it's crazy in our Buford area and it's just crazy how you know I come from Miami with just straight black friends but I have a little Cuban here and a Spanish here you know because in Miami it's a little little you know it's different but when I moved here Totally different. Totally different. Especially like he said, when I, when I tell everybody where I live, oh, I live in Gwinnett. Oh, man, you stay bougie. You that white folks. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Like, you think you all that? Huh? <laughs> like, because I don't want to live. Like, if I wanted to live like that, I could have stayed back at home. Right. Or do this. I came out here for a better opportunity for my kids. And guess what? That was the best decision I made in my life. Because my kids grow up very diverse. My kids don't see color. 
Their friends don't see color. Their parents don't see color. I don't see color. And when it, 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 it's just crazy because, let me talk about this and, I, and don't cry. My son is a diabetic. He went into a diabetic coma. My son coded, and it was crazy, and I'm trying not to, it's, it was sad. When that happened, that diverse, don't white folks, them crackers that you talk about, them Asians that you talk about, was there for me and my son. They was there for my family. And no offense even to my white friends, my, my black friends, you know, they was there, no offense. You know, they could do what they do, but they talk about them folks made it happen. They didn't see no color with me and my son. All they knew, we was part of that community. It was this, it was that. Them people paid my bills while he was in the hospital. They done reached out to people who fund and give money to the hospital to move us to a better room to make sure he get the best care. I had food. They took turns bringing food to my house. They just did a lot. A lot of things that it wouldn't have happened if I was back at home in the all-black community. I'm right. sorry to say that. No, you are speaking true. It, it, it's, it's a lot. They took on not just because of that. I learned to, let me say, I became a woman more when I moved to Buford in Georgia. And I learned a lot and I grew a lot from where I was living at. Dealing with different nationalities and ethnic backgrounds and things like that. And that also taught me family is not always blood. Mm. Right. I that These the people are, when I say some of their kids graduated this year, I cry. Even some of the kids the year before last year because I watched them grow up and my kid, and it's just crazy. You don't have to talk to them every day or do anything. If they remember, they there, they see you, they help you out. When I tell you when it comes to jobs, I haven't, like when we had the topic about what I want you to get the better, I haven't ran into Nobody like that yet that will put a, a brick wall in front of me. If I can go to them people, or we could have a conversation to the area, the area I am, and all these people, when I tell you, we stay brown million dollar homes. You know, it's, uh, they're not going to tell you how not to get your money. If they see that you're lazy, they're not going to help you. But if they see you a go-getter, you asking questions, they're going to tell you how to get to that next level. They're going to help you to get to that next level. So. That's all, the diverse, they need, it, it It really, really, really needs to. But sometimes when they migrate and take you, because sometimes you got to understand, the white they they scared, sorry, they're scared of us because they know what we can do. But, you know, we don't see that in ourselves, but they see it. So that's why they're scared of it. But you have to be willing to see it. Well, I want to thank everybody because we've come up to the 60-minute mark of the show. Like I said, we definitely it will be an after show for definitely continue listening. And um, last week we spoke on the black community. We still talking on this week. So if you haven't heard the show the last few weeks, definitely go on Google DT Unfiltered Uncensored, and you'll be able to pull up all my podcasts and listen to all my shows. I want once again I want to thank um TK, Yaya, Miss Jules, and Candy Girl for um being a part of the show in a part two part series. Actually, been on my show the last three weeks, and I really appreciate that. All the support, and it has been an absolutely blast recording with these um, great people because we have a lot to say. And um, I'm learning a lot about everybody that I didn't know, and they learned something about me. 
that they didn't know about, especially last week. So um, continue to listen. Once again, this is your boy, the one, the only, the legend, the icon, the myth, DT. And this is DT, Unfiltered, Uncensored. I'm out. You have just now listened to the most talked about podcast in the country. DT, Unfiltered, Uncensored. Thank you for tuning in and see you next time. What's up, everybody? This is your smooth, soulful songstress, Erin Stevenson, and you're listening to my homie, DT, Unfiltered and Uncensored. Yo, 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 it's your boy, DT, on DT's Unfiltered and Uncensored, and this is the after show. You just now finished listening to us on the Block 105 radio, and we're still talking about our black community and what needs to change and what can help out, and this is a two-part series. We did the first part last week, and if you have not heard it, Make sure you go check it uh, out. It was the last week episode. And we just got through talking about uh, lack of diversity on uh, black and communities as well as school and um, work area. And Candy Girl just went over and talked about a little bit about the situation with her son. So if you, you haven't heard that, you can stream, you can, let, you can download it over again. Did anyone want to talk about diversity before we move on to the next topic real quick? Okay, so let me ask you a question. This has been a major issue probably for a lifetime. Black on black crime. Um, and I think it's been blown out of proportion because there's a lot of white on white crime just as much as black on black crime. But it's because once again, they like to focus on us and all the negativity in the black community than in their community. But I do think it's an issue because we complain about our rights and our lifestyle, but we trying to say it the right way. Um, Just say it. We hurt ourselves. And I'm not trying to say this wrong, but we hurt ourselves more than we hurt the other people. And I'm not saying we should kill or shoot another race, but we will attack ourselves or go after ourselves, harm ourselves. And when I say ourselves, I mean our community before we will hurt another community. And it's blown out of proportion sometimes, but I look at it like, we got to do better as a community, as people, for ourselves, to respect ourselves. Because until we start respecting ourselves, no one else is going to respect us. And it starts at home. Because you got kids raising kids. They watch these movies. They play these video games. And they think that's the lifestyle. 
their parents are not there. Their parents was they gave birth to them, and that's it. They're not raising them. They let them run the streets. Let them go out, hang out with anybody. I watch who my son hang out with. I make sure I like like if I don't like someone, I let them know. But he he never had really that type of person around because my son never been that type to hang around certain kind of kids. He know he's he's the kind if he know they bad, he's not gonna hang out with them. Mm-hmm. And that's what it starts at home. You gotta watch your kids be around because your kids are the next generation that's growing up and that's going to run the world or run the streets. Mm-hmm. And I prefer my son to run the world and run the streets. And that's why I always that's why I'm there twenty four seven. And as Candy Girl and Yaya know me for years and everybody I mean, BK know me for years, but they seen me around my son and they know I'm always at every I've been at every party he has, any event he has. I coach him in sports since he was five years old. I'm at anything he got going on. I think out of his whole life, I may have missed probably, I could count on one hand, maybe two events because it came to work. But I'm always there. I'm always going to be there. And I think it starts at home. And And then you teach your child about life. And I think if 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 parents really came together and really became real parents, mm. the black on black crime would drop tremendously because they would be. I think people getting older, they would be willing more willing to work and get out the streets instead of running the streets, game banging. Got to uh, this is my group, this is my gang, this is my boys and stuff like Jealousy. jumping people. It, mm. it it's like yeah. So I think I want y'all to take on how y'all feel about black on black crime. What do you think we need to? What the community needs to do to get to stop it? Because, like I said, it's white on white crime. We just don't hear about the shit. Mm-hmm. You know, white on white crime. The most one that we hear about is embezzlement. Ain't no damn crime. They're just stealing fucking money. And uh, <laughs> thank you. But you know, it's out, they out here shooting each other. They out here, they out there, um they beating each other. Whole family. Huh? Yeah, killing the whole family. The kids. Whole family. Yeah. So w- w- let me hear y'all take on it. I just um <clears throat> I just think it takes a village. Um not just um, you know, necessarily the parent itself, but people that's uh, um around the child as well. Um I think um a lot of different things contribute to uh the crime. I think uh what kids see on T V, social media, you know, rap lyrics. I I just think it's a combination of different things and um, you know, I just think we have to do a better job of, uh, you know, educating our kids on on what they're seeing and what they're listening to, um, and to to let them know, you know, what the what what the reality is and what the consequences is and what the differences are um, on what they're hearing. Because a lot of time, a lot of things what they hear is not necessarily what's happening in real life, and a lot of times people don't know how to distinguish the two. Um, so I just think yes, yeah, there's a lot of different things that contribute to that, and um, environmental. You know how they how they brought up. So it's just so many different variables, though. But I just think um, um, you know we just have to do uh, uh, just a better job of uh, like I said, raising our kids, and like I said, not only starts with us, but just people that surround us. It just takes a village. And that's just like I said, how I was brought up. You know, 
um, my neighbors, every, you know, we all, everybody, you know what I'm saying, everybody raised us and told us when we when we wasn't doing, so when we wasn't doing something right, they, you know, they pulled us to the side, so. Um, so, I just think that's, that's absent right now. There's so many people, you can't, you can't say nothing to nobody's child no more, you know. It's true. You still have it off the grid to say. I mean, it's you know, true. you try to get on to somebody's child, it's like, you know, parents don't want you to say nothing to their child, so. Mm. We just live in a, uh, and kids got so much power now. Even teachers can't say nothing. And hell, if you, and I'm going to no. top on that. I'm going to jump on that. If you, you even if you say something, you can't say nothing to their child. They won't even say nothing to their child. They won't. They let them get away with it. Yeah. I see. And I'm going to I seen, and I even had a conversation. I'm going to be honest. And I'm going to let somebody else talk. One of my players from my team this year, like his text messages back and forth with his um. His parents. It was like he talking to his friends because we were trying to get money to get ready to go out of town for Kentucky our last tournament of the season. And I was like, dude, you got to pay your part. I said, oh, I'm about to find somebody to take your part because he was a big part to the team. He played, he got rebounds. He played in the paint. And then he sent me a screenshot of the message that he trying to get the money. And the way he sent it to him, I said, dude, this is your, it was his stepmom. But I said, the way you talking to is like your friend. And then he came back, he said, Hell, they lucky. I'm. I, I talked to him at all. I'm like, <laughs> I like, dude. I said, you gotta show respect. I said, I don't care if they. That's that's an adult. You are. Well, he's 18, but still, that's a joke. Tell me nothing. Yeah, that, I know that's what I said. But you, that's 18. I said, you got to show respect <laughs> to them. Now, I said, I, I'm not finding disrespectful. I don't. Even, I ain't even going about the money. I'm going at how you were talking to them and stuff like them. Like he said to them that. I need to get the money because Coach bitching me out right now, which I wasn't, but I can't even talk bitching in my contest man to my mama. I can't, I can't even do that. I'm not gonna even, in the, I barely, sometimes even when I use profanity, when I talk to my mama, I say, excuse me, I'm going to just let you know. I was, I probably was going talking about something that happened, and I tell her it was happening, and I say, Mom, I'm sorry about it, say this. And she understands, but I don't, I ain't never sat around my conversation with my mom like, fuck, you know what the fuck? Shit, kiss my head, God damn, fuck that. I ain't never had no conversation like that around my mom. Cause mm-hmm. I can't, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm 42 years old, and I'm not gonna sit around because it, it's that disrespect. Even if my mom was cool with it, I still don't feel comfortable sitting around my mom talking like that. Hmm. But they open that airway for that conversation. It's like DT, he just didn't create that. It was created with him. He mm-hmm. they let him talk to them like that way. See what I'm saying? So they they like I'm not your friend. I'm your parent. I'm your mama. I'm not your friend. You see what I'm saying? So it's like they created that stepmom created like a friendship with him. No, she ain't his friend. He's she's the mama. She he talked to his mom and his dad like that. So the whole thing. So so at the at the end of the day, you can't blame him. You gotta blame them. Mm-hmm. They created that energy that he was able to talk to him like that. I, I'm I'm 61. My sons are 28 and and 33. Right. So they they'll never cuss to me. They 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 will never never cuss to me cuz I I did not create that energy like that. They know that that is disrespectful. I cannot talk to mom like that. Yeah, I can talk to mom about what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking. But they can't they can't cuss to me. They can't talk to me like that. And if they ever did, I will put them in check. I'm like, "No. I'm your mom. You will never ever talk to me. I don't care how old you get." I don't care how old you get. I don't care. You you do not have that right to talk to me like that. So you can't blame him. 
You can't blame that kid. They created that energy that he was able to talk to him like that, talk to them like that. See what I'm saying? They let him talk to him like that. I'll be, mm, I got grandbabies. They will never, ever talk to Nana like that. See what I'm saying? Because I will check them before ever, they ever. They know they can't. They know they cannot even talk to me like So you can't blame that boy. I won't blame him. I just told him he got to learn. But I, I told him he got to work, learn how to come, how to talk. To I, I will blame the parents. No, you need to talk to the parents to talk to talk to the parents how to talk, teach them how to talk to their son to talk to them. Village. See what I'm saying? So, no, they they create that energy that he has that open rim. Yeah, he has that. Yeah, he has that open rim that he can cuss to them. No. Oh, okay. Well, wait a minute. I'm just gonna say oh, this one part before I say oh, it. Wait a minute. No, no, hold listen. On, hold on. Hold on. Let me say they something. Didn't create let me, that. Let me say something. If my sons, I don't care how long. If my sons ever, ever, ever touch, I will knock the heck out of them. You know what I'm saying? I'm 61. I will knock the heck. You are not gonna disrespect me or any rim, any rim. They know. They know what level to talk to me. If they ever, ever, even my grandchildren, I don't care how old they get, I will. I will put them in their place or knock them in their place. See what I'm saying? They they know. My two boys know they cannot. So George, you're passionate about this. I, I, I am because you know what? Because I blame it back on the parents. They opened that rim up that they let this this 18-year-old this boy talk to me any kind of way. Disrespect them any kind of way. Let, 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 let chime Go ahead, talk, chime in. I, I understand. I hear it because I have a lot to say about it too. But I'm gonna let you finish. They didn't let that happen. Social media society let that happen. They took, they took, they took our parents right away to how to discipline their child. They took that away when a child can call now one one just because they pissed off at their child at they at their parent. And their parent go get in trouble or get like they know that. Because you wanna know why? Because I work with kids. And they I hear them talk about it and say it. They even coach and tell the other kids what to do and what to say. You you know what? You know and what? so some of them parents are scared of that. And I used to look at them, I say, I wish my motherfucking son would. Cause I pack his shit. I said, matter of fact, I ain't gonna pack shit. I'm gonna tell him make sure you bring some clothes. Cause whatever fuck I got him, he gonna walk out this house with. He's not walking out of this house with what I brought him. When you take him, you better take him in your shit. And good luck with him. For what? But I always tell my son, guess what? They set you up for failure. Cause they don't give a damn about you. They go put you in a motherfucking group home. We gonna get raped. I mean, you gonna become a criminal. They don't care. So when it comes to black on black crime, I'm sorry, I'm gonna take over. When it comes to black on black crime, again, it's about jealousy, about what they don't have, the lack of education, of all that. And you right, that village is not is no longer there no more because people do not want you to correct their child. That's true. That is so true. I, I agree. I correct. I don't give a damn. All my friends know and my son know. Cause me and my son, we got into I had to jack his ass up. Because he wanted me to stay in my place. Like, hey, mom, that's not your, excuse the fuck. That's your friend. You supposed to be hanging out. It is my position. He's not going to talk to his mom like that. Cause if he's he going to talk to his mom like that, he's no longer welcome to my house. And he better not call your goddamn phone. I'm not the one or the two. You understand me? Because you're not going to disrespect your mother. Yeah. She gave birth to you. Yeah. Because I wish you motherfucking would. 
And I said, what type of friend and young man you think I'm raising when it comes to you? He's like, mom, that's not my business. Yes, the fuck that is your business. That's, you call him your friend, your brother. You correct him. You put him to the side and you let him know that's not how he talked and deal with his mother. And if he wanted to continue to choose and deal like that with his mother, you disassociate yourself with that because I don't do that with my mom. Yes. And you can't come to my house doing like with your mom because my mama don't play that. And they don't, like I said, I work with kids, honey, I have more, the kids have more respect for me than they have for their own parents. Why? Why? Yes. Why? 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 Yes, I agree. They have why? way more respect why? than why? I, it was, I'm a mother, look, when you're wrong, you're wrong. And when you're right, you're right. And I correct you. And I'm going to concur with you on that. I work with kids all the time. I have kids that have more respect for me than they have for their parents. They, they have why? for, because they respect me. doesn't tolerate that's right. yeah i don't i don't tolerate the disrespect i don't tolerate anything it was just the way you talk because my son my life, like he said these kids do talk to their parents like they're their friends and they homeboys and stuff like that and some of these parents don't really too much know i had a situation pool party time um one of my friend's daughter threw a pool party behind her mama back in the process of basically she gonna get kicked out because of what happened we find out about it. We went, talked, shut it down. She kept lying to her mother. Did she find out? It's your party. Why would you lie? She trying to keep it on a low. Everybody listening. I said, oh, so this your pool party? She said, yeah. I said, so you did it without your mama knowledge? Yeah. So I think you better get your shit together. Let's motherfucking go and dismiss your goddamn friends. Oh, why? So my son got upset with me because he felt like I was embarrassing her and stuff like that. Then she got upset. Well, why you got to be so, Miss Candy, why you have to be so loud? She, her mom like, no, it's okay. No, the fuck is not okay because she, what she's doing right here, this is, oh, this screaming disrespect. Ain't no, ain't no talking low, ain't no conversation because guess what? This is not the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth time that she did something like this. So since you want to be grown, we're going to be grown out here. Embarrass her ass. Let her know, no, we're not going to do that. She got upset and mad with her mother because I let her talk to her like that in front of her friends. Who the fuck are they? You ain't grown. When she kept giving you those chances and stuff like that, when she gave you the opportunity to talk to her and to come here, you didn't. And you want to bring all these people and lie? And do you want to show off because you were talking back in front of your mother over in front of your friends, but now I'm getting on your ass in front of your friends and now I'm embarrassing you? Yeah. Excuse me? Let's go. You already know I'm not the one or the two. And I don't mom, think so. her mom was there. Yeah, okay. cause she was like, "No," and I told her. She probably apologized to her daughter, child. Listen, yeah, but you can't. And like I said, you can't. Cause guess what? When I went off on her like that, cause they wasn't listening to the mama when the mama was trying to tell the kids to go. They were looking at her twerking, still smoking and stuff. But when I popped off, and they see how passionate I was, and as a mother, and how I talked to them, they listened to me and left. I said, I don't mean to disrespect to none of y'all. But she had no re she had no authorization, no reason to throw this party. And if the police get here, if y'all still here, her mama getting put out. So please, can everybody get your stuff? You don't got to go home. You can go in the parking lot. I don't give a damn where you go. But can you please get out of here? Because my friend need a place to stay with her other children. So we need to go. I talked to them on their level. And guess what? They got their stuff and they started to leave. They understood. You know, I and it's feel crazy that you have to do stuff like that. But they leave when she was like, oh, yeah, I got it. No, no, no. They didn't show her respect. Why? Because her daughter didn't show her respect. Mm -hmm. 
her short, and I keep telling her, kids don't understand, you allow these people to disrespect your parents because how you treat and talk to your parents, that's how they go feel they can do. Mm-hmm. I wish they would. And my son already know. I fuck you up and your goddamn friends. And if they mom and daddy got something to say, I fuck them bitches up too. Mm-hmm. I I agree with I gr- I agree with Jules and um Candy Girl and stuff. And you know, with Jules, what she was saying is, I think it. it I mean, it just starts at home. Mm-hmm. Like my son, including my oldest son, who is twenty seven years old, and my youngest is ten. My whole thing. Young twenty seven. Damn. Yes. <laughs> He is 27, and the crazy thing is, is that, like, even with my youngest, my 16 and 10, who thinks they just so fly and got all this swag, and they just so damn cute and shit like that and stuff, they know not to talk to me disrespectful, because I will knock the block off, and even including my employees, I be looking, I mean, I really be reckless, because they be they be taking from the, the good Amanda back to the bad Amanda, and I be like, who the fuck are you talking to? Because you don't want no mama in this place, but you you are wanting to talk like we're talking to you like the mama because y'all don't listen like kids. Mm-hmm. But going back to my kids, my whole thing is like even my ten year old sometimes be slick because of the stuff that he be watching, and I'm uh, who you who you talking to like that? Oh, oh no, mama, I'm sorry. I'm oh no, mama, I was just joking. He he ha ha he he ha ha hell. Um, that sounds real serious to me, and you better watch your tone and don't do it again. So if you check them and not say, oh, it starts when they're young, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're so cute. Oh, look at them. Look what he said. Can you believe he said that? Oh, he's so adorable. Nah, that shit ain't adorable when they embarrass your goddamn ass in front of public, and we'll see how adorable it is then. I wish my kids would. Let me tell you something. When I was growing up, my mother used to wear rings all her fingers. And you popped off her mouth, you talk back, she will pop you in your mouth with all those rings on her finger. Mm-hmm. I ain't never want that. I ain't want no split lip. I ain't want nothing. So I really never, I don't think I've ever really talked to, back to my mom. Matter of fact, I talked back to my mom, but it was a rhetorical question. I didn't know what rhetorical was back in the day. She asked me something, I answered it. Well, obviously, that was talking back to her. I didn't know that. It was a rhetorical question, okay? So this was like when I was being in smart. seventh grade. Yes, yes. you being smart. And I'm just like, well, you asked you you ask me a question. I just, I, my I mom didn't know. And when you don't answer, you get popped. So yeah. like, you're not answering me. Last time you popped me, and I ain't saying that this time you popping me. Like, you get me. 100%. And my mom was a G. So my whole thing is I'm not trying to get popped. I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. I wasn't trying to be all of that. But the whole thing is I didn't tolerate that with my kids either because I'm telling you right now, you embarrass me, I'm going to embarrass you. And I, they know darn well I don't have, I can say anything in front of parents, in front of your friends. I don't care what it is. But if you, be, if you embarrass me, best believe you better be prepared because I will embarrass you back. But the whole thing is it starts from home. And it just starts from when you ch- you're you checking your, your kids right from the back. Don't let that shit slide right. one time, exactly. that second time, because they're going to think they're going to do that one time to their friends, and then you're going to have – then you got to you got to make it a lesson now. Sad. Even though you don't want to, now you got to pop off. Yes, now you're going right. to have to pop them in their mouth. You're going to have to say something in front of your friends that you're going to be like, damn, Mom, why you do, do me like that? Because you thought you could do me like that. So I just feel like it does start from home. And if you yes. check it in the beginning, you won't have to worry about your kids being disrespectful. And let me tell you something, too. My kids, kids are going to be kids. Mm-hmm. 
But I would go to their teachers when I first, every time I enrolled them until this day. I said, let me tell you something. If my kids are doing what they're not supposed to do, please call me because I support the teachers. And I tell Amen. my and I tell my kids, I also tell my kids this. I said, your teacher got to work with 20 of you or worse. I said, so if you're going to be disrespectful, you're not going to do your work, and you're not doing what you're supposed to do, guess who's going to check you? Me. So I always let the teachers know, please don't ever feel like I'm against you or I'm, and I'm not going to support you. I am here. Just let me know what's going on, what's happening. And and my kids, my te- the teachers that my kids, all of them have, have loved all my kids. And because of the simple fact that I said, listen, I don't care how adorable you think my kids are and stuff like that, I do not play that shit. If they ever do anything that you feel like mm-hmm. is unkind or disrespectful and they think they want to be a class clown, Please let me know, because me and Daddy do not mind showing up in the classroom. I mm-hmm. promise you that. And it's always Love been it. like that Love all it. their life. So. Love it. Love it. Well, I appreciate you guys. This has been an awesome show. It's been an awesome two-part show. Thank you for coming out. Um, so um, real quick before we go, before we sign out, um, I want to talk to Tobin. Candy Girl, how how you feel about the show? How you feel everything went with the uh we talked about the black community and everything. What what's your take? How you feel about it? Um, I loved it because of we tackled a lot of conversations that people don't like to have. Mm-hmm. And we all did it in a respectful way and we all saw and understand each other opinion and we also learned things from, you know, about each other. Right. And also we put things out there for other people who probably, you know, going through the same thing or didn't know, like with you when you showed in your, you know, our previous shows, you have to download the podcast to see what I'm talking about when it comes to him. And, you know, we all revealed some things that we, in our lives, in the past and in the present. Um, and I think we should do more shows like that yeah. because, I mean, it's, it's all about, like I said, educating educating and i think that's what it is in other words all about and when you educating it and you talking about topics it's very important for you to listen to everybody opinion listen first before you respond listen because you just you just don't know because again i learned a lot today you know from just listening and you know opinions and then you know and i respect it even though i didn't see it that way i was against some of the stuff that we talked about but when you talk and you explained it, you opened my mind up, and I was receptive to it. And so they don't do that. And you got to have, and we here to have them tough conversations and get them tough love answers. So I, like I hope that. we do more about it. We will definitely, definitely. I appreciate you. Thank you once again for being on the show. Um, Miss Jewel. What, what's your take on it? We, we we have discussed so much, and we don't. Dev- died into the black community. And we probably pissed some people off. We probably have they listen to the show. They play like, F y'all and stuff like that. But you know, it, it, it's going to happen. Everybody's not going to agree with you. So w- what can you give us the to end the uh, two part set? You know what? I, I like that you're on the edge. Um I like you talking about things that um people don't want to talk about. Uh I respect everybody. Um um, opinions. Um, I think um, if you, I like that you you take something that that's sensitive, and that we able to um, talk about, 
So um, I don't know. I just appreciate that you're on the edge. Um, you open our minds, open our hearts. Um, you reveal things that um, that people don't want to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Right. So um, I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Thank you for being on the show with me. You're welcome. We didn't see how you are. So I, I, I want to ask you, what is something that you have learned from these two parts shows that you it's really caught your guard or something that you feel like that has, you knew, but it made you, gave you more knowledge of that we talked about? Um, I think it's just piggybacking off of what Candy Girl was saying and Jules, you know, it's just basically being, um, the different perceptions of people and just being able to listen to what um, their perceptions are when it comes to these topics. I think these topics, um, you're absolutely right. People do not, some people don't want to talk about these type of things and stuff, but it is important for us to do that. Um, and again, I agree with everybody that's on the panel that is like, like she said, candy girl, that, when you listen to what other people have to say, then it becomes, it gives you a different perspective on um, the topic. So, like, you know, just being a, a good listener, but also, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. So, um, I, I like, I love the topics, something that I probably wouldn't even come up with to talk about and stuff, but I think it's really important, especially in our community, to discuss it and have different perspectives on it. But I think we all, um, came together to agree um, for the most part. Well, I appreciate you, Yaya. Thank you for being on the show with me. Two-part show. And last, but definitely not least, is my boy, my boy, Mr. TK, TK, Team Light Skin. Um, so, TK, you, you heard a lot. You you heard the women. We, we had the women here voicing their opinion, which I really respect everything you women put out there. Because you all are the root to the household. You all started root. It's not the man. It's y'all and it's us. We somewhere in there. But y'all are the main reason why. So what have you learned from these ladies in the last two weeks on these um, shows about their feelings? And I mean, what is your take? Um, I said I learned a lot. I, I definitely, um, when we doing the show, I definitely like to have more women on the show because I like I like hearing um you know not just opinions from guys but it's definitely um always helpful to get a different perspective from a uh, woman as well so yeah, i don't want opinions just guys about <laughs> females that's not yeah, no that, that's no so um but yeah I, i've definitely I've, I've definitely uh learned a lot um a lot of these tops uh topics definitely um had me thinking um thinking about some things that i probably didn't think about before even what you said even about the 50-50 situation before. I, I've never agreed with 50-50, but now since you had this conversation, I'm like, well, hell, if you're looking at the business side of it, I'm like, hell, if I get a divorce, you know, you may be right. I'm having to t take care of somebody, you know. So I guess I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even think about that aspect of it. So, uh, Thanks a lot, Tobias. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, TK. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the show with me. And what I want to say to you all, I really appreciate um, you all really helping me come and being a part of the show. Uh, I enjoy your company, and I love the fact that we um, 
doing shows together. It's fun. I mean, I, I, this don't feel like work. This feels fun because we sit around and we talk and I learn stuff and I'm vulnerable because I'm listening to you all. And um, I wasn't going to reveal what I told y'all last week on my show. And I, I, I came out and revealed it because it's something I always kept hidden inside and I never told anyone. I think people probably thought about it. Cause like man, why you watch them in a white program? Why you this blah blah blah? But I never know. But I never said nothing, and I hate to say it, yeah, I was ashamed of my own people. But I older the, when I got older, yeah. I became understanding of mm-hmm. my background. And as long as I, you do that, yeah, I'm back. I I support like if I if I hit the bill, if I want a billion dollars, I'm donating to black causes. I'm donating to everybody. So you, say, you still say you don't want to come to the hood though. Oh, hell no. I still no. don't want to go to hood. Fuck that. Trust me. Hey, look. I'm taking DT so to Miami with me. You don't want to come play. You don't, oh, I, I love Miami, but I ain't going to Pulsar yes, I ain't yes, going to Pulsar I ain't yes, going to Pulsar no, 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 you no. going to OT. He coming to OT no, you t- with me, too. Oh Take me where Trina at. But, um, <laughs> That's where she at. Well, she ain't there now. Nah, but that bank account, she not. Um, but, ladies and gentlemen, I want to appreciate everybody listening to DT's Unfiltered, Uncensored, uh, streaming all my podcasts. Definitely check out my show. Cause I tell you, I got some great shows, and I got these great panel guests, which I plan. I hope to have them back in September. I would love for y'all to come back. We do another uh, show in September, so um, please keep the calendars open. We're going to definitely talk about it. And I actually got people hit me up on, on Instagram when they find out we're going to show something. Damn, why well, I didn't get an invite? I said, well, I said, we can have more people, the more the merrier, because everybody want to get their opinion out there. I love to hear everybody. But I love to hear y'all opinion. Y'all my main crew. And so, like, we got to come up with a crew name like that but um once again this is dt on the man the myth the legend the one the only thank you for tuning into my show please follow me on all social media dt underscore unfiltered uncensored you can follow my music page living legend ent music i think that's what it is i keep forgetting and uh, i got a twitter account i think it's dt u n f i l c e n 24 7 um, yeah, follow everything, and I look forward to it. I appreciate everybody checking out my show, and look forward to hearing you. Uh, and shit, I'm looking forward to uh, you continue to listen to my show. Thank you, I'm out. You have just now listened to the most talked about podcast in the country. DT Unfiltered Uncensored. Thank you for tuning in. And see you next time.